0: All right, this is The Yay, I'm Reg Clay. And Normie G. This is The Yay, where we talk about life in the theater and the theater of life. Yay. We have a fantastic guest, Jacob Bronson, actor, fantastic opera singer. Uh, we were on Candide and Birthday yeah. Boy. Happy birthday, Jacob. Oh, thank you, thank you. Right. <laughs> How are you doing? I'm 21,
1: right? I look 21.
0: Yeah, there you go. Yes. <laughs> 21 again. yeah
1: this is my, This will be my 11th annual 21st birthday party. Hey, 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 hey. You can still <laughs> play
2: Romeo. It's all good.
1: I'm okay with that. As long as I can play Romeo until I'm at least 40.
2: Mm. There we go. And there you go. <laughs> and then you'll become Friar Lawrence. And <laughs> right. Or the nurse. That's it. Right. <laughs> I know. I And it's so far. The gender thing that we're in right now is yes. like. Yes, you women, you should get to do all these roles that you've never gotten to do or barely gotten to do. You should get to do them. And could I do the nerves? Right.
1: Mm-hmm. We. Uh, so I was thinking about that just this morning because I was thinking, what have I, um, what have I done recently? And the most recent thing we did, I did, was Curly in Oklahoma at Alt Arena. Mm-hmm. And during that time, they had announced, I think it was <coughs> up in Oregon somewhere, that they were doing like a gender um, neutral or mm-hmm. gender. Gender fluid uh, mm. version of Oklahoma. Wow, where Curly and Lori are both women, right? Uh-huh. Yes. And uh, what is it? Will and Ado Annie, which I think they changed it to Ado Andy, are two men. Wow. So it's like I was thinking about that just this morning. Like, yeah. I, th- and think they're how, also think, doing. Think how
0: conservative Oklahoma is, and then you know right. you do these gender bending things. Yeah. It just turns it on its ear.
1: Yeah, and it just cha- it changes you know the underlying message to the show, yeah. and you know it 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 makes it something new. Like, I mean, how many times can you see Oklahoma before you're like, I mean, I can see it <laughs> once and be like, okay, I'm done. Right. Know, but, right. like, if it's something new and innovative like that, right. I want to mm-hmm. go see it because, I mean, that's something different. Like, they're doing, also doing, I think th- maybe it's in New York, an all female version of 1776, or maybe they already did it. But oh, wow. Oh, oh, oh that's awesome. That. Yeah. 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 And that was something that I was we'll like. We talked
0: about Glengarry, all women, Glengarry, Glen Rock. Remember that was last oh. year. Where was that? Uh, oh, yeah. yeah we talked that about was, that?
1: It was in
2: North Bay, I think.
1: Okay. Yeah. I think because I rem- I remember hearing about that one.
2: Yeah. Good and thing Pam. great reviews. I was shocked that yeah it did get good reviews. I was shocked that they got permission. <coughs> oh because yeah. Mammoth has gotten very controlling about his work.
1: Yeah.
2: I mean, so what was the, what was the other thing I'm that not they did with um? Mabut dies, but you know it will bring uh, up something. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: well, they did. There was something else with um, what was it? I think it was a, a not a food guard. There was a play recently where there was some controversy because um, they had cast uh, an African-American man in – what play was that? Um, Zoo
0: no, – what's his Zoo name? Story or hey. Zoo Who, who wrote that again?
2: Albie.
1: Albie. I think it was an – I'm pretty sure it was oh, an right. Albie. No,
2: you're right. It was who was afraid of Virginia Woolf and the professor. The yes. young professor okay. was black, and the Albie estate kind of got its panties in mm-hmm. think about it. And it was like, well, okay, if you want to be historically accurate cuz you say Oklahoma's conservative and yet honestly anybody who wants to talk about any region like that that isn't going to admit to the number of women mm-hmm. who have had to run ranches and facilitate ah, these things, there you go you know cuz that's really what that story's <coughs> about is mm-hmm. the young the daughter is competent she's smart and dad acknowledges that but they want to put her in the female role of you got to get married and you're mm. a spinster because that's all we got to give you. The Albie thing is weird because the year that Who's Afraid of Virginia Woolf came out is the year when an African American professor was taken into one of the big colleges that year. And so that's why—that's one reason that's why they did it, right? Accurate, yeah. and it's like. What are you complaining about? Yes, all of America wasn't doing this, but you're one of the elite schools and that's what happened in one of the elite schools that year, please. Yeah. This is history. This is American history.
1: Yeah. So I mean so that that's one thing I'm appreci- appreciating about theater lately is, you know, it's 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 more about let's make something new and make something that's going to um, encompass everyone. Yeah. You know?
0: Yeah. Make it all inclusive. Yeah, mm-hmm. you're absolutely right.
1: Especially with a show like like <coughs> Oklahoma. To right. me, that show is already, you know, boring. Mm-hmm. You know, it's long. Right. It's – I think the first production I saw was like four hours. Like the first act was like – because they did oh, wow. everything. Like they did a 20-minute ballet. They did all of the reprises. And it's like mm. – uh, you know, you I, I, after the first act, I was like, if I didn't have friends in it, I would have left. <laughs> because it's <laughs> like <laughs> – Right. You know, I yeah. d- it's yeah. just so long. But yeah. like with with a production like that, I would sit through it because it's fun and it's different.
0: Right. Yeah, exactly. Mm. As it began every week, how's your week, Norman?
2: And we were talking before we got on mic. Mm-hmm. I'm, so I'm finishing up at uh, Eugene O'Neill, uh, the Dow House, which was a house that Eugene O'Neill <coughs> actually had here in Danville after he'd become a, an established playwright, mm-hmm. and where he wrote some of his better known works. Um, it's in Danville, up on a hill, and the National Park Service now runs it. They've kind of taken it over. But there's a nonprofit that uh, wants to keep theater alive, and so today we are on our second of two one-day workshops for students, student days we call it. Mm. And so I'm facilitating that, so that's going on. I did it last week. And what's crazy is that means in, in addition to that, I have been at School of the Arts in San Francisco, um, elementary schools in Richmond, and in Hillsboro at the Nueva School, which is where I teach a seventh-grade spring program, theater program. Mm-hmm. Um, so you're all over. In the last two <laughs> weeks, I have been doing all of this stuff in all of these places. It's a little nutty. My show closed. uh mm-hmm. Berlin Stories yeah. closed in San Francisco last weekend. <clears> uh, we've got two weeks off, and then we are going to Paris. We'll be in France, and we'll do shows mm-hmm. in Paris and in a couple of provinces mm-hmm. in April. So wow. I'm in a period where I'm supposed to be relaxing, but because of <laughs> all this little insanity of running here, and running there, and yeah. you can't talk to 13-year-olds the same way you talk to 10-year-olds. That's exactly right. The same mm. way you talk to high school students, aspiring theater artists, yeah. which is what I'm dealing mm-hmm. with over the last couple of weekends. So my brain has been spinning, mm-hmm. and I got to come home last night and take a hot bath, <laughs> and I just... Good for you. Oh, I was like, oh, this is great. And the only thing that would make it better is if I didn't have to get up this morning and race to Danville. But mm-hmm. tomorrow. Tomorrow.
0: Yeah. tomorrow. <laughs> do, you, do you teach at all, Jacob?
2: Um, I used to, actually.
1: Um, I used to. I was brought in, um, was it like seven years ago now, uh-huh. to kind of revitalize a uh, performing arts department for um, – a day program for developmentally disabled adults. Oh, cool. So I was brought in to kind of, you know, give a different eye and perspective mm-hmm. on their theater arts department. So I did teach them. Mm-hmm. Um, and we did a few just little shows. Um, we did some music reviews and I taught some like basic voice classes and music appreciation mm-hmm. and like um, music therapy type stuff. So yeah, I've, I have some experience in teaching. Yeah.
0: Yeah, we've noticed that. We've had a lot of folks on who as well as being actors, they supplement their, I guess, their, the, you know, they have sure. day jobs where they do teaching. Mm-hmm. So I've noticed right, there's right. a correlation. Some people
2: are waiters. Mm-hmm. Some people teach. Yeah.
1: yeah. And that's that's very, uh, you know, because as performers, yeah. you know, we're, we're used to being in front of a group of people. Mm-hmm. We're, you know, ex- you, I mean, at least for me, uh, used to expressing our ideas and our creativity. So it's like when we have the opportunity to do that and Mm -hmm. like share that with other people, because I mean, that's what we do when we get on the stage. We're sharing things with other people. So Mm -hmm. it's like when we have the opportunity to do that in a setting where – You know we can make a difference. Of course, you know we're going to take that opportunity, especially if it. I mean, especially as actors, if it's a paying job where you can work teaching something (laughs) like that,
2: you're going to take it. Absolutely, most of the time it pays more (coughs) more than the shows. Yeah, yeah, most of the time, yeah. (laughs) But well, it's been weird for me in the last six months. I've been doing these shows, and I've actually had to take more time off from teaching, and it was really worrisome for me this spring because this Nueva is a private school. It's a sweet gig. It's a sweet gig financially. It's a sweet gig artistically. I've learned so much as a director. Um, And I had to take some time off. So I got to go in for what we call the skills. We do a series of skills classes for a month. And then we jump into each of us has a project. Mm. I'm not doing the project because I'm going out of town this year. But I got to do the skills classes. And it's been exciting to work in that way. But um, this year I had to worry about... Am I getting paid enough on the show that I can do that? And yeah, ultimately, I was like, okay, the numbers are right. And even if it wasn't quite right, I would have tried to find some way to make it work because I do it mostly because I want to perform. Yeah, I want to create. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly As right. A grown up.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> 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 yeah. Let's talk about uh, current events. My goodness, this this week has been. Oh, gosh. <laughs> I've got a list, and I'm just What's gonna. His name what i uh, gonna do. <laughs> Yeah. Ma- Andrew McCabe. Yeah. I'm going to read through my I list. Read his, I yeah.
2: read his statement. Yeah. And I just post on the way here. As yeah. I was in traffic. Former I deputy director of the
0: FBI, for those who don't know.
2: And his statement is beautiful. Oh, yes. He really is a man going, you know, in so many ways, I am that soldier willing to fall down on my sword. Mm. Yeah. But not for this, and not when it is to the detriment of my agency. Yes, not just me and my personal career, my reputation. Yeah, my agency. So let me make these statements so it's really clear that I'm going to marry my personal with this mm-hmm. and say, if you rip me down, you are ripping this down. And his statements are so beautiful that am yeah. like, giving you the chance Yeah, to read that's
1: <coughs> <exactly what you coughs> and I've been reading it all since yesterday. Yeah, you know this, and then Trump's statement about it. Yeah, was. T- uh, yes, tw- uh, yes, tweet. I can, can, You can't even call it a statement. You can barely call it, te- you know, <laughs> intelligible. Right. But it's like, you know, how are you going to go and gloat about, you know, firing someone who has been s- serving our country in that way for so long? Right. Days before his retirement. Twenty six hours. Twenty six yeah. hours
0: before you know, that's his just retirement. Like
1: cutting him out of his, you know, yeah. everything. That's. Right.
0: I it's, it's, can't ultimate, it's ultimate it. evil, yeah, and it's it's you know if if you if you don't do anything wrong, there's nothing to hide, right? You know, so right. I mean, I even think about the Stormy Daniels thing, oh, which is yeah. still it's it's the story that won't end.
2: Of course it will. Did you it's, see what they're saying it's now?
1: Ratings. That he that he's going to um, what she has to pay him, apparently twenty million dollars. Oh for yeah, for I think what because she's going to talk. Right. She's breaking an agreement, which I don't even yeah. know if they had. A non-disclosure agreement. I can't. I can Well,
2: since he's denying everything about that, it's going to be kind of hard to enforce. Yeah, a it's, it's a catch agreement.
0: twenty-two. It's like, listen, shut up, don't say anything. But y- there's nothing for you to say because we didn't do anything. Right. I mean, you As don't well pay, I mean, pay anyone a disclosure non-disclosure agreement twenty
1: million dollars. I mean, right. If, they, if you really didn't <coughs> do anything, you know, you just come out and you say I didn't do it. Yeah. You know, and that's all you can
2: say. I right. mean, right. But wh- I mean. Really, but you I, have yeah. to sign the agreement, and if right. you didn't sign the agreement, then yeah. mm-hmm. there's nothing here. Mm-hmm.
0: Mistake number one, you know, messing around with Stormy, you know, while your wife is right. just giving birth. Number two, having a lawyer pay mm-hmm. to have her shut up, which right. now there's money exchanged. Right. Yeah. And then, you know, then try and trying to shut her via legal means, which means you have to let everybody know that there's a d- non disclosure agreement right. going on. Mm. Right. And then you double down by threatening her $20 million, which I think is just a flex move. It's like, yeah, to, right. hey, there's shut no,
1: up. No way, no way that, <clears throat> I mean, right. that he would get that amount of money.
0: No, right. right. And so it'll Where be she going to get the money. <laughs> <You know? laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, she even uh, offered to pay back the $130,000 that yeah, she right. was paid right. so that she can talk.
2: To the lawyer – wasn't doing it for Donald Trump, was just doing it.
0: Right. Mm. You're a lawyer, but you're just doing it out of the goodness of your heart. You it you not happen make to any be sense. Donald
1: Trump's lawyer, you right. know. Right. Okay. <laughs> you know, I, I, for me, it's like uh, one thing that I, I thought was interesting this week is that uh, Donald – was it Donald Jr.? Uh-huh. Yeah, His wife right. filed for divorce. That's yes. right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Is it
2: Donald Jr.?
1: Or it is, is Donald Jr. Th- yeah, oh. yeah, Donald Jr. Yeah. And, you know, they were also talking about maybe this paves the way for Melania to finally get –
0: her, her I, uh, I doubt if she ever will. Uh, it, I mean, if you're talking about her divorcing, it would be been. wonderful. But I, I, I kind of, I, I don't know. I well, think. Well, she's – What
2: I just like about it is she would, she doesn't care about being first lady. So no, not at
0: all, not at all. Right? At all. right. <laughs> yeah. So
2: I mean, she, I mean, she's
1: not living in the White
2: House, really, right. as far
1: as right. I know. She's right. Right. She's, she's there with um, Baron in New York, I believe. Right. right. Yeah. So it's like uh, she's already, you know, away from it. Right. enough. Yeah. But I think there was something she was, she was. Um, Talking about filing divorce before he was elected. Oh, I did. Oh, know. I, oh, that I had heard something mean. about that. Yeah, and it would have made sense because I mean, if you're going this whole time thinking he's not going to win, so as soon as he doesn't win, I'm going to divorce him. Right. You know, and then he wins, and you're like, oh, gosh, damn it. You know, like, yeah. No, you now I lost my opportunity. You. <laughs> right. You know? Right. Exactly. No, I think you absolutely right. I mean, right. How, how many pres- sitting presidents have you ever <laughs> heard <laughs> of get a divorce in the middle
2: of their mm-hmm. uh, administration? Oh, yeah. Right. Yeah. I don't think any. You know. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we've had, right, we've had divorced ones, but I don't think it happened. Yeah, yeah. Divorce,
0: way. no, I don't think it's ever happened. We've had, um, obviously women have died in the office, right. and uh, I, I remember, um, I think it was Woodrow Wilson married a woman, and his family sort of denounced him for marrying this woman. I think it was right. Edith Bolling skalt I'm a sort of a history buff, so, right. and uh, that was all during World War I. What do you think about this whole administration? I mean, how did you feel when Trump, I ask all of our guests this, when Trump got elected, I mean... How did it hit you? Um
1: <laughs> well, I remember I was sitting in um, the living room watching, you know, we were all before before we even started watching that. you know, we were all excited because we're like I guess we're gonna have our first woman president. Right. Yes. And I remember sitting there with my roommates in the living room and on the couch and just like the more it you know it started getting into it and yeah. it did a long, the, as the night progressed, my stomach just started to sink and, right. sink, and, sink, and right. sink and sink and sink and sink and sink. And sink. And then, like, when, you know, when it kind of actually hit, I I cried. I was like – I was devastated because it was like how how do we get this person – you know, because as a gay man, for me, it's like, you know, there's – you are not only coming in with your, you know, anti-gay agenda, which he always says he's not anti-gay. Even though you know, he, if you're not anti-gay, why are you bringing somebody like Mike Pence yes. right into be right. your right. vice president right. who is totally anti-gay? Yeah, and right. you know, he doesn't like anything <coughs> LGBT. Right, who's had
2: his state supreme court have to go? Yeah, no, you can't. Do
1: yeah, that. No. and he's actually made statements like on CNN and right. on, and the, about these things like trying to skirt the subject that he isn't anti-gay or uh, anti-LGBT. Right. But he doesn't come out and say, you know, this or that. And he was right. – I think I read somewhere that he was also, you know, responsible for – he took away in his state um, funding for HIV and AIDS oh. treatment. and 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 it went up. So it's like how are you going to – and then this, this past couple of weeks with, like, Ben Carson and what he was trying to do to take um, the provisions that protect oh, the right. LGBT community out yes. of the yes. – um, yeah, it was like – yeah. So when you have that, so that's what I was thinking about mm-hmm. when, when it came to that, and was like, so I was I was just really, I d- and the other thing is I don't call him President Trump. I still mm-hmm. call I call him Donald, or I call him Trump, sure. right, you know, yeah. or Mister Trump. But it's yeah. never because pre- to me he's not my president. Okay, yeah, you know, um, but it's uh, I have not um, been trying to been trying to pay. Not as much attention to it as I can, but, you know, when you're on Facebook, it's all there. That's right.
2: It's all there in your feed. There's no media where it isn't, and you have to give him credit. He is a master of the media. Yeah. He's a super troll. I mean, I've I've said it many times. Yeah. Well, he knows, and he knows how to get ratings. Yeah. So he says something. And he knows how to.
1: report it. What is it? um, Distract from certain things. Well, and
2: not just the distractions, like he says, I'm going to do this. It's reported the president, I'm going to talk to North Korea. And is that really going to happen? Mm. And will it be meaningful if it happens? So the first president who's ever going to talk to North Korea since this conflict started, so he's already – it's in the history books now. It Mm -hmm. will be in history that all these media sources have reported him – it being said that he is the first president who's going to do that when it doesn't actually happen he will still be able to point back to these headlines yeah. that said he was the first president who was going oh to oh yeah. Yeah. yeah he's still going to take credit for it even yes. though we didn't actually do it right right so he's got all kinds of stuff where the media is just stupid about it yeah. it's like you need to say uh, this guy is making this outrageous claim mm-hmm. that the moon is made of cheese yeah.
0: <laughs> we we already have these conflicts like i was reading fox news i guess there's a guy shep i think shep Sam shepherd shep shepherds well, Sam not the playwright. Not <laughs> <laughs> that's
1: that's what I, I know his first I, name uh, is Shepard. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: But he's, he's gotten into this um, fight with Hannity because there's Fox and Friends. Right. Who is a totally white uh, right-wing uh, conservative. No, that was right. I think you are right. Right-wing, yeah. yeah. Freudian slip. Uh, and Shep. Who is trying to be, you know, a decent, you know, what they call a true journalist. Right. Although on Fox. You, you know. it's really hard. <laughs> and, you know, they're like, listen, I'm trying to report the truth. And Hannity is, you know, fighting. what well, you've never been against Trump. So, you know, there's a media thing going on as well where people right. are really trying to. I mean, there's some serious things going on. Like we've talked about the terrorists. We, you and I, we had a meeting last night with right. the folks at Plethos about um, my play we'll talk about that later but we were talking about you know there's the the tariffs that he wants to put on the steel and right. alu- and aluminum and other countries are like hey don't do that because we'll retaliate we don't have to sell to yeah, you the you. european right. union has
1: right. already said we're yeah. going to do this if you if you actually do that we're going right. to we're going to we're going to put our own right. you
2: know so and our financial people who are in the position to do this for him yeah Well, i quit i'm
0: yeah. <laughs> right, that's right. I, yeah, I, I, not me. Exactly, mm-hmm. and it's reason why Rex Tillerson this week oh, oh uh, right. left I mean, because oh, yeah. he was critical of was Russia. Yes, yeah, see, that's the what list I'm talking was about. So crazy. <laughs> yeah, the list was so so crazy. You know, Tillerson was fired, and McCabe, you know, was fired, and who yeah. knows what's going to happen next week? I don't think we think we've seen this type of a turnaround in the Obama administration for eight years. Mm-hmm. And you well, I mean, you didn't
1: have he, didn't, Obama didn't have one scandal. Right, the eight years he was president. Right, it's only been—it hasn't even been a year. I mean, it's just been it's just been over, over a, a year, and a couple year. of months. Right. right, for Donald Trump, and how many he's had? You know, more than I think almost any president that's On ever his been. Third yeah, national right.
2: security
1: advisor in one year.
0: Yeah, two secretary of states.
1: Well, two and two of the which, what? You, what? What? Press that?
2: secretary.
0: Press
1: secretary. Yeah. Yeah.
2: I mean oh, that's I like, that and Spicer, I don't know how long keep, Spicer is still twisting. Yeah, I he's still waking up in the middle of that. And going, and what was
0: I doing? <laughs> and I and Scar- <laughs> or you know whatever yeah, the Scare- yeah. guy is, yeah. And now you know Sarah, Huckabee, Sarah Sanders, Huckabee Sanders, the daughter of Mike Huckabee, you know another. You Which know, is already looks like little. she's
2: going. Okay, you know what? I'm being paid. I have to come up here you and know? talk to you people. <laughs> <laughs> no, this guy is not blue. I don't know why you're saying that. Right? Yeah, yeah. she yeah. has to say you know. clouds. It's not
1: blue. You have to give her credit though. You know. She is going out there, and she's you know, she's you know, she's not doing what um, Kelly Ann was. Kelly Conway. Ann? Yeah. Conway, Conway, Conway yeah. was doing you know because Kelly Ann, Ann Conway was putting her foot in her mouth a lot right. of the time. Yeah, Sarah, you know, she's really yeah. more careful about. And there's, what a legal, she says.
0: there's a legal dispute with Conway because she was promoting Ivanka's oh, right. brand. Yes, I know. Mm-hmm. which is which is completely illegal.
1: Well, then the other thing with with mm-hmm. her was yes. that she was. Um, Outwardly saying that the president is supporting this person, um, but, and she's All being right. what is the what's the the Hatch Act?
0: Uh, yeah, I think so. Yeah,
1: where she's where they're going to what are they going to do? They're going to take it a court or something about yeah, that they because are she it to court. she yes. violated the Hatch Act. Yes. Right, right. So
0: because you know an elected, I mean uh, someone within the um, executive, you're not supposed to promote private you right. know, things. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. and I'm still you know like there's you know uh, news of uh, Jared Kushner. Possibly accepting, I think it's $500 million loan from Russia, right. which is what the whole Mueller investigation is about. Yes. What were the meetings that were yeah. going on during the Trump campaign? To and let yet the Republicans
2: go said that. It's amazing how loyal
0: the Republican Party is. I mean, That's in, in the face of all of this stuff.
1: Well, when you have a, 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 an attorney general yeah. come out and say in front of Congress, Oh no, 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 no! And then he comes back, and they've caught him in a lie. Right. He said, "Oh, well, I just didn't remember that." It was right. like, that's yeah. really, that's really a convenient thing not to remember. Right. Yeah. Like, how do you? Uh, so you know, all this stuff is coming out, but um, I was seeing, it's it's almost like a kind of hope that Donald fires Mueller, so that way he can be impeached for obstruction mm-hmm. of justice. Right. Or Either that's going to
0: happen, or because he, that he's pressuring the Justice Department, which is really. Um, Sessions mm. right. to fire Mueller. Yeah. And if that doesn't happen, I think my prediction is Sessions will be fired. Well, Sessions
1: will be out. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I could see that. I could see yeah. that. I mean, it, he's the natural next step to be mm. fired. Yeah. I mean, really, he's. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: Two quick things before we get into an origin story to find out how you got into theater and all of that stuff. So, in Arkansas, kids, so there were these protests that were going on, uh, oh, the right. kids yes. protesting against gun violence. Yeah. Two kids in Arkansas in a high school protested. The, te- the principal punished them, and gave them a, a paddling. What? Yeah. Oh. And that hit uh, news, and it was just—I talked all about it on, on my faith podcast. Wow. And um, no, I hadn't that, heard that one. Okay. Yeah. <coughs> and that uh, surprised was, me in
1: Arkansas, though. I mean, well, I'm
0: surprised <laughs> that there's still corporal punishment in the deep south. I didn't know that. I mean, you know, I knew that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, imagine take imagine a parent and taking your kids, and you find that your kids got a beating. Mm-hmm. From yeah, you know, from their teacher, I mean, that'll just drive me crazy. But
2: those schools, parents are taking those kids to those schools because they think, well, maybe this will help. Was it a private school?
0: Uh, I th- I think it was a public school.
2: Yeah. Oh, public school. Yeah,
1: is that even allowed in a public school? I mean, yeah. even yeah. in it's August, like Arkansas? State, it's yeah. state law. Oh gosh, you know, I remember like I grew up in some in in a couple of private schools, and it was you know they had the ability to spank us if if they wanted. Mm-hmm. You know, they did it on a very. Rare basis, right? But it was like they had the ability, and they would scare you with that. Wow, you know, just to to keep get you to stay in right. line. Hey, right. well, if yeah. you don't, you know, here's what can happen. Right. Okay, now, you know, I'm okay. I'm, did I'm that ever happen quiet. to
0: you? Did that? Did they ever?
1: No, I think it got close. A couple of
0: times. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I remember. I mean, I have to go way back to when I was like in elementary school, where they they did phase it out. But I, I remember, you know, like they, my teacher had a little teepee in the uh, the back room, and you know, some kid mm-hmm. acted up, they'd take in the TP and. Give you a little spanking. Yeah. Oh, wow. But, you know, they quickly disallowed that. And I thought mm-hmm. that it was disallowed throughout the entire United States. Me too.
1: Well, I mean – It's state by state.
0: Yeah. But, you know, I'm, I'm proud for the kids who are still fighting, mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: having the sort of courage and, and fortitude that a lot of our lo- you know, lawmakers don't have.
1: Yeah. Right. I yeah. mean, and the, the, you know, they are saying things that, you know, people have been saying forever. And, like, right. one thing that I thought was really poignant is they these students are saying what the – Sandy Hook kids and the Columbine yep. kids right. couldn't say. Right. You know, they're yeah. then they're not backing down and I really respect them for that. And people mm-hmm. who are saying, you know, they're just kids. Why do we listen to kids? You know, they're in school. If we had to listen to them, they wouldn't be in school and they wouldn't do this. It's like right. but these kids are actually like they are acting more like adults than exactly. adults. And it
0: shames the adults. I mean it shames a well, lot mix. Go ahead. Not only that,
1: they're Kids. Yeah, right. That's right. Yeah, yeah so they are used <laughs> to it,
0: but th- but that's when they
1: accuse. Oh well, they're 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 actors. Actors, crisis oh. Actors. Oh, yeah actors. I love how that it's blew like up.
2: Dude, lose lost his job. I was like, yeah, yeah.
1: It's like okay, you know, they're actors, but you know, this crisis is legit. Yep. You know, kids won. Yeah, yep. <laughs> yep. Mm-hmm.
0: One quick thing: have you heard Norman or both of you culture vulture? Have you heard that phrase before? Yeah, so there's an activist who's attacking Bruno Mars for cultural oh, appro- misappropriation dude. or appropriation, saying yeah. that he's doing black music but he's not really black. And I never heard of that term, culture vulture.
2: He's not really black.
0: He looks black to me. Yeah. I, mean, <laughs> I guess he's mixed Filipino and Filipino and um, I don't know, uh, mixed race. But sure. I, you know, I just don't see a problem with it. But I don't know I've if heard you. It, yeah.
2: How far <laughs> back are you gonna go? I mean come <laughs> on, it's ridiculous. Yeah. It's ridiculous to it's a ridiculous to attack pop music. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, what are we gonna do? Go back and get um uh, what's his name? Uh Elvis. No. No, before Elvis, uh, same go- uh, same era. Uh White Shoes Uh, uh oh gosh, Oh, what's oh his I name? know so
0: Billy uh Jerry Lee Lewis? No. No,
2: no, 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 no. Um he's uh Barry Paul is what's coming to mind, it's not Paul okay. Anka. Um Oh my gosh, he covered. He would cover Little Richard songs.
0: Oh, I know who you're talking about. You talk. You're talking about. uh, He did. um, Tootie Tootie Fruity. Fruity. Yeah. 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 Yeah, um, I can't remember his name. He does these uh, right wing. He does these uh, conservative commercials. Yeah. Yeah. But yes, we can attack that. I mean, you know.
2: But but it's. I think it's stupid to attack it. You can talk about what it is specifically. You can talk about how they're appropriating or whatever you want to label in terms of that. But you don't get the Mama Thornton
0: Yeah, Big Mama Thornton. Big yeah. Mama
2: Thornton without Elvis for the mass of the culture. You yeah. don't get it. So mm-hmm. you ha in the same way, I'm not a big Columbus fan, but we wouldn't be here and this yeah. wouldn't be happening the way it is mm-hmm. without Columbus. So let's not praise him mm-hmm. for the horrible things that he did. Let's let's at least make sure that's part of the history. Mm-hmm. But let's not erase him because we wouldn't be here. Yeah. And that's how we got here. So acknowledge mm-hmm. that. Yeah. Bruno Mars is putting out – I saw my son was watching a video. Mm-hmm. And he ended up watching a couple because it got good to him. And I'm watching these videos and I'm going – I am thinking cultural appropriation. I'm thinking all that. But I'm also thinking the guy has been doing it for a long time. He is slick. Mm-hmm. Oh, it yeah. It is a really engaging stage oh show yeah. that he oh puts yeah. on. I mean, I remember and the Super Bowl show he did. there's a message in the music. Yeah. Then there is a message in the music. So mm-hmm. Am I going to compare that to the other pop music right now, which just grates on my nerves and I hate?
0: Yeah, yeah, and uh, I, I also I think that I think this is just an activist who wants to get her name out. Yeah, and you know yeah. what's – I mean, because
1: that? how often do you see s- people covering each other's songs? Right. I sure. mean, whether they're black, they're white, you know, they're right. they're Filipino. It's it's sure. you know, people cover each other's songs all Country, the time. Soul. Yep. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. like yeah. It, it. You know, it happens. A good song is a good song. Yeah. Right? yeah. You know, and if you're going to cover it, you know, that's just. You know I'd cover a good song if I could you know and it's and like you
2: could bring it to a new audience yeah why not yeah exactly
0: yeah
1: so I think I think you know it's one of those things where you know it it's a case-by-case case basis yeah especially yeah. Yeah. but I don't think you know from what mm-hmm. I was reading about it it didn't seem like as big an issue right for him yeah it, right you know in my opinion yeah well,
2: he's been doing he's been doing a great job of skirting this issue yeah. for a long time he's not denying but he does own who and what he is mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And you can't deny that. So yeah, and like you said, he's slick, and he's yeah. a great musician. He oh puts on a God. great show, right? It was I mean,
0: so good. Yeah, and his live music is no, nothing. Like nothing. That. Yeah, and nothing but I'm sampled. The video and I'm and like, yeah,
2: this is good. Mm-hmm. And then the next one came up, and I was like. This was good, and I felt bad. I like yeah. kept walking out of the room <laughs> yeah. because right. I was embarrassed by how engaged I was by this. Yeah. This
1: man knows how to engage. Yeah, yeah. He's a great performer. I mean, yeah. he is where he, he is, is because for a reason.
0: Right. Yeah. You know. So no big deal at all. So let's get into Jacob Bronson. So, are yes. you born and raised here? Tell us an origin story. How about uh, you?
1: I am from Modesto, California, okay. in the Central Valley, that. Um, about what is it, uh, ninety miles east from here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and I grew up there I moved here about four years in April. Four years oh, wow. in April I moved here. Uh-huh. Um, so started singing in high school. Um, do
0: you have any siblings?
1: I do. I have a twin brother. Okay. And cool. an older brother. Cool. And then a half-sister. Um, but grew up with my older brother, my twin brother. Mm-hmm. Um, so I haven't, I haven't talked to my twin brother today. I gotta say Uh, happy birthday. I gotta mm -hmm. text him happy birthday or something. His birthday too. That's right. Uh, It's like oh god, I share some a birthday (laughs) with this guy. You know. So yeah, I have some siblings. Oh yeah, oh yeah. yeah. I can just
2: go celebrate. Oh wait, I have to. Yeah, I have to go. Yeah,
1: this morning I was like, I I had to take a call from my mom, and I was like, at first I was like, oh god, you know, it's first thing in the morning, and you know, I'm the kind of person like. If my birthday is just another day, yeah. you know, I don't okay. like making a big deal out of me. Right. Like I'll, I like to go out and like have, having dinner with my friends sure. late, you know, later. But I'm not like mm-hmm. I want to have a party for myself because it's all about me. You know, it's, I'm not that kind of person. Mm-hmm. So it's like getting happy birthday. It's like I'm the same way when, it, when I get a compliment about a show or something. Yeah. Right. It's like, oh, you did such a great job on that show.
0: You mm-hmm. know, it's
1: like I'm um, not, I'm, I, I can a- appreciate their sentiment, but for me, it's just like, it's just another day. Yeah. You know? Right.
0: Yeah. It's humble. I mean, yeah. you know, yeah. Yeah. I, I totally understand that. Now, are you the only one, I mean, are your brother, are, are you involved in theater? Are they involved in theater too?
1: No. Okay. You're I'm the no only one, one involved <laughs> in, in any kind of uh, creative department in my family. Yeah. Oh, wow. um, I grew up, we grew up in a Pentecostal church. Wow. Um, so, you know, we was always very music driven mm-hmm. in that church. And I always loved to sing. Mm -hmm. I remember as growing up, my mom used to say, Don't sing through your nose. Don't (laughs) sing through your nose. (laughs) And and so I I always was kind of embarrassed to sing. But, you know, I'd always sing in church. And. but they are complete opposites, like my older brother is a mechanic, hmm. and my oh. my twin brother works at Lowe's It's like seriously like night and day, oh, wow, like I always say that um he's the evil twin, and i'm the the good one <laughs> oh, okay. at least at least at least in appearances right. right so it's like but we are completely different, you know people when it comes to that type of uh-huh. like they like when they come and see my shows i they which is very rare uh-huh. for them hmm. to come and see my shows. I don't even think my older brother's ever seen me in anything hmm. but um. It's like they they don't really understand it, you yeah. know. So and they've never been like an appreciator appreciators of, of like music and arts or, or any of anything like that. Yeah. You know. So it's really I was kind of just like the odd duck out in my family. Mm-hmm. Really,
0: I find that interesting because I mean, you know, when you and I were on candy, I mean, you know, you 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 are very professional i mean you know like i could tell you've had lots of training and uh, you know you have a great range and also you know i was mentioning to uh, someone else i was talking to anna Johan. i remember uh, she uh, was the she was the understudy for i think kunamanga no 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 i'm wrong i'm wrong that was that uh, was that was rachel deathridge um but she was the understudy for um, she, she she's red she's red haired um, Kelsey? no no her name is anna Johan. that's that's the actress's name um, but in any case, <laughs> um, we we're talking yeah, sure. um, just, <laughs> just about the professionalism and, you know, the fact that your family, is it, h- how do you feel about, I guess, um, I mean, do you, have you felt non-supported or supported? I mean,
1: um, so when I was growing up, you know, my, my parents, you know, weren't necessarily supportive, but they weren't necessarily not supportive. Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. know, I would you know, I would go because I, I was also I grew up. I started um, music by being in band when I started in junior high, mm, and then when right. I didn't start singing until I was a sophomore in high school, oh, um, right. like in school, like all the time. Okay, right. um, and that's when I realized, you know, hey, I'm pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, but my my, you know, they were never the kind of the people to kind of come out and be like, you know, okay, we're gonna like 100% go for this. They're just like, yeah, you know, they mm-hmm. take me to rehearsal, yeah, drop me off, and mm. then you know, and it's 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 disappointing that they're not as much into it. Like, um, there have been times when I wanted them to come see something and they Mm. said, oh yeah, we're going to come, we're going to come. I get them a ticket and then they don't show up. So it's like one of those things where, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, you know, they're not, not being supported by like, they're not saying, why are you doing this with your your life or something like that? But they're not like, um, entirely like gung-ho about it. Yeah. Well, they
0: let you do your thing. I mean, yeah. yeah, Okay.
1: I mean, they, uh, have always – when they come to see my shows, they're always appreciative. They always say, I do a good job. Yeah, um, But they just don't come. And, I'm, and I've kind of gotten, like, used to that. You mm-hmm. know, it's like I don't, I don't do theater and music um, and all the things I do um, in the performing arts mm-hmm. area right. for um, necessarily other people. I really kind of just do it for myself and, yeah. like, how I feel about it.
0: Sure. No, I totally hear you. You know. Did you study in uh, college?
1: I studied at Modesto Junior College, mm-hmm. um, and then I just started right out of there. I was, you know, singing all over the place. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, I was always singing, and then that's uh-huh. what kind of led to um, like the teaching job that I had. Mm-hmm. Um, and I started, so I started singing uh, like when I was—I just got my first part in a musical. It was The Music Man mm-hmm. in high school, and then the next summer. I was in uh, an opera production of The Pirates of Penzance. Oh, right, right on. And uh, that summer I had met someone. Um, her name was Grace Lieberman. She used to run the arts in Stanislaus County. And she she was always, like, when we're talking about, like, family, mm-hmm. she's always been somebody who has been very, very, very supportive of, of me in my theater career, my music career. She's mm-hmm. always been pushing me to do awesome. these things. So mm-hmm. it's like I didn't have that family element, yeah. but I did have somebody else there who was – you know, willing to push me and to mm-hmm. be supportive. Mm-hmm. So it's like I you know, it kinda evened it out, especially cool. because of that. Yeah. Um, but you know, I, I did start um yeah,
0: Yeah, <laughs> no, 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 you totally <laughs> answered it. Yeah. I was gonna ask you, did you learn any um uh theater training at all? Um I mean I. you know you've uh, you've learned voice, but uh any any training at all in theater or did you just no, pick it up I, by I've
1: never taken an acting class. Huh. that's amazing you know it's all just like uh-huh. I'm going to go out and do what I think is yeah. going to be the right thing you know mm-hmm. and you Sometimes know as I've really gotten works. yeah and as I've gotten older mm-hmm. you know when I used to get a part in a musical it was like okay I'm just going to go out and I'm going to sing really nice mm-hmm. uh. and I'm just going to like do my you know <laughs> I'm going to go through the motions in the scene I'm going right. to say a line yeah. but I'm not really going to think about it but as I've gotten older you know and I've gotten more to more serious mm-hmm. um, as an actor and singer you know it's like I'm thinking a lot more about it like in the last like eight years Mm -hmm. you know um, it's I've been thinking more but when I do get a part it's thinking more about the character of the person who they are Mm -hmm. you know um, but now I've never taken any kind of theater class or anything like that
0: the reason why I ask I remember my experience in Candida it was interesting seeing there were half there were individuals who were actors who could sing Mm -hmm. and then there were singers who could act or maybe couldn't act I mean you know there were some singers some fantastic singers but the life wasn't quite on stage, or you know, they didn't have an understanding of, let's say, beats and objectives and mm, that sort yeah, of yeah. stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I never got that with you. I thought that you had, had at least some because you know you had a, a grasp of you know some of the characters. Well, we played a lot of characters in Candide. Yeah, Candid. yeah. Well, Candide was Maybe one a of lot those of shows. It
1: was I <laughs> yeah. mean, for me, it's like it's just it's my when you when I'm on stage, you know, I feel like I'm in my element. Like I'm sure you guys do as well. You know, it's like you go up there, you do what you need to do, and you know. It, for me, it's, like, something – it's just, like, it comes natural. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, beca- and because I have had a lot of experience, like, when I go up there, mm. um, especially because we were in, like, more relatively, like, smaller parts, but not necessarily because we were always being utilized. Right. So it was, like um, – I could use the experience I've taken from actually these parts and put mm-hmm. them into these other things and like mm-hmm. use them. So it's like, and I, lo- and I, lo- I used to do improv as well. Uh, so oh, it's there like, you go. Yeah, yeah. So some of those things like mm-hmm. just came naturally because it was like, Oh, I can just do improv here. You know, yeah. and just do this. Uh, yeah. Um, Candide was the first show I did in the Bay area. Yeah. And I was actually asked to come into the show after it was all cast. Um, oh. mm-hmm. because, uh, they couldn't, I guess they're, um, who did I play in that show?
0: <laughs> okay, it's so long ago now. I, can't well, yeah, I think the grand executioner, the, Inquis- Inquis- the grand yeah, yeah, that's who yeah. it was. I'm and looking at the poster right there. You see the poster? Oh there?
1: yeah, right there. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. So they asked me to come in and play that, and I was like, yeah, okay, yeah, that sounds fun. And then, you know, it, it was a great experience. Mm-hmm. You know, I had fun with it. I got to meet some really great, like, I got to meet you. And I uh, have met, like, other people from there. And I've uh, there's a few people who I haven't kept in contact with. But, you know, I've always, that led to a lot of other things. Like, mm-hmm. right after that, Dave mm-hmm. Meschler asked me to be in, uh, what was it, HMS Pinafore. Awesome. With, with, with them. And then that led to something else. And then that mm-hmm. led to something else. Yeah. So it was like, you know, that was a great first show to come into. Yeah. You know, even though there were some things about the show, it was like, uh, okay, but, you know, yeah. every show has that. Sure. Well,
2: of course it does.
0: That's a wonderful thing about theater where, you know, you work in one show and all of a sudden you get connections and you yeah. work with whatever. And we were talking off mic about the Douglas Morrison Theater yeah. and how that's sort of changing. Um I don't know where, you know, the direction is, but, uh, you know, we were talking about, you know, building up an audience. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And um, because of the background that I come in with, because
1: my um, friend, like I was telling, she ran the arts Mm -hmm. and, you know, I was with her, you know, as she's running this huge program, you Mm -hmm. know, that encompasses the entire Stanislaus County. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, I came from, you know, being involved in a lot of these, these things and looking at different demographics and like. Which which things are going to fit which areas. So it's mm-hmm. like when I came into this, that theater community, I I was recognizing, you know, that, you know, they pick some some interesting stuff. Mm-hmm. But to me, it's like you have to cater to the audience in your community. Mm-hmm. You know, and I feel like when you don't cater, when you only cater to a small portion of that audience, mm-hmm. you're really missing out on a lot of opportunities. Mm-hmm. Um, like because that's, I mean, I hate, the Hayward isn't like a theater mecca. Yeah. So when you do a bunch of these, mm-hmm. you know, obscure plays, you're not. You may not get the actors you want because right. you know, people aren't necessarily going to come to San Fran- for all the way from San Francisco right. to have you know, be in a big house and only mm-hmm. have fifty people in the audience.
0: Yeah,
1: um, so it's like I, I'm very all about picking shows that cater to the entire community, Mm -hmm. as opposed to, especially when you're like the theater in that community.
0: It's always a balance between catering to the audience. I remember asking Scott Munson, you know, because he's done a bunch of plays for the Douglas Morrison, do you ever consider the audience when you write plays, Mm -hmm. or do you try to challenge the audience by bringing in something new? It runs the risk of chasing audiences away, but it also has the, hopefully, the hope of bringing in new people. Mm -hmm. And I think uh, a lot of companies... All around the barrier are trying to do that. They're trying to
2: find that balance. Yeah. yeah,
1: and you, I think you have to. Like when you're when you're like out there in that in that area, you have to. You when you do something like that, an obscure play, and you try to bring in those that audience, you also have to think about okay, what about the audience that of people who aren't theater goers, mm-hmm. right. aren't necessarily they're going to see like um, I always use hairspray as an example. Mm. You know, mm-hmm. people, kids love hairspray. Right. You know, the music's fun. It's going to bring in a lot of people. Um, And you're going to get, like... starting your theater community young mm-hmm. and getting them in there getting them interested and right. so that way they see what you do and then that not only gets them interested in that, it gets them interested in the theater community mm-hmm. and right. it opens them up right. so if you're going to do something obscure that somebody's going to be like, you know, I don't know what that is or, you know, yeah. making them uncomfortable they don't know mm-hmm. if they're going to like it, but if you do a big show or something you, that people are familiar with, mm-hmm. you're going to bring people in who, are, who may never see theater before who don't have a lot of, you know Appreciation because they haven't been exposed to a lot of it. Mm -hmm. So it's like, I really think that, you know, when you do a play like that, you have to subside it with something that's also going to bring people in, especially. You know, if you're in a, a, a place that, you know, people may not want to come see theater. I hear you. know, you. if you're doing it in San Francisco, right. you know, you're you're going to get probably a ton of people. Or if you're doing it in, like, Berkeley or something like that, you're going to get mm-hmm. a lot of people who just come because, I mean, they, they live around there. You mm-hmm. know, it's right. a theater. There's a lot of theater going on in that area. So it's like they're going to go. But, like, what I was also thinking about, like, being all the way out in Hairwood, you got to make people want to come out. hmm you know, to, to Hayward, to right. see something, mm-hmm. you know, or even if it's, <coughs> even if, you know, it's like in the North Bay, The North Bay, that's, I feel like that's always an underestimated part of it the, of the Bay. is,
2: I've some people from up there and...
1: They do great theater up oh there. Oh my gosh, they so wonderful. And there's wonderful. a ton of places. Yeah. Every, I mean, there's at least like 20 places up there that does do theater in the North Bay and they're all really great.
0: Mm-hmm. I was going to ask you, Norman, do you, have you, as a, as your capacity as director and also as a teacher, work... With singers. Um,
2: What's funny, I just opted out um, Monday Mm -hmm. is, is yeah, it's this Monday, is the um, playground at Berkeley Rep every third Monday Mm. of the month during the season. Oh, yeah. They do a piece, Playground does an evening of shorts, and there's always a theme. This Monday is musicals. Oh, oh, awesome. I I hear, I, I I didn't even bother researching what that was. Mm -hmm. I'm getting ready to go to France. I just closed a show. I was like, I do not have the capacity to think (laughs) about this. But that was the thing that put me over the edge on that decision was going musical. I have directed a musical. I directed a new musical. Um, And I just talked to that producer recently. And she was a little surprised when I expressed my, I'm happy. I think it came off well. I think we pulled it together. There were so many elements that I felt like I had not only no control over, I couldn't even reasonably have any input. As a director? As a director. No, because I just didn't know. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, well, am I going to get up to speed on that? No, I'm not. If I have a music director, I'm going to say yes or no. That's all I can do. I can say yeah. yes or no. I can't really discuss with you in a meaningful way what it is I want or what I think I want that Mm -hmm. you can then in a meaningful way feed back to me. Because I've had lighting designers do that. I don't have a degree in lighting design. Yeah. But I've had lighting designers say, it sounds like you want this. Okay, yes, (laughs) I Yeah, 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 that's what I want, (laughs) yeah. It's it's new language. You're using different language than I used, but yeah, that sounds like it. Okay, you can do this or Mm -hmm. I can do this to accomplish this or that won't work for these reasons. And sometimes they even have to show you. And you see it, and you're like, "You're right. My idea sucks. Yeah. So let's do your idea." Yeah. Mm-hmm. With music, I don't feel like I could comfortably yeah. engage in that conversation. But,
0: e- but even just talking to an actor who happens to be a singer and may not know the jargon or even you know the basic language of like acting, like beats or well, objectives. Well,
2: actors are different. I can, yeah. Actors, I feel like I can deal with because I understand that animal. Mm-hmm. And if I'm communicating and it's not getting through, I can go okay. Now we can reduce it back down to black and white, to yes and no. Yeah. You can't do that. You should be able to do that, but you can't <laughs> do that. We're going to go this way instead. Mm-hmm. And I, well, and sometimes I you
1: also have to do that, like, you have to take them back to black and white yeah. to be able to get to the gray area. Sometimes it's like, it works. you know, you can't – when you give them the gray area at first, they're like, uh, like right. I've been there, where it's right. just like, okay – I don't understand what you're saying, and then yeah, like too. they they have to simplify it, and once they simplify it, I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, okay, and right. then it, then they have the ability to to develop
2: from yeah. there.
0: And also, you have to balance how much time you want to spend on that actor or yeah. singer or whatever. Yeah, and you've got a whole <laughs> well, schedule. And
2: as an actor, <laughs> as a more active actor in the last year or so, a um, couple of years, I realize having directed and taught, if we stop. If I stop the process for you to engage with me right now, that's gonna slow everybody else yeah. down what ideal. So I'll get a note from a director or I walk away going, What the fuck? <laughs> 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 and I did just with um, Lucia Berlin stories, one of my last characters. Mm-hmm. I played like twenty four characters in that show. Wow. Oh, wow. In the last story I was playing four or five characters. One of the characters was as my second inmate in the story. So my first inmate, I could just kind of make some big choices, and that was great, and that worked. Now I have to differentiate this character from him, but I've already carved out some territory for the other characters. So there's not a whole lot left. And I started to carve that out, and I thought, I just had a beginning idea. And so we went through a rehearsal, and I felt like my beginning idea was a good place to start from, and that I was just going to let it blossom. And the director pulled me aside and said... (laughs) You know, it says in the story that he he beat his wife and kids. So I want to see that edge in him. And I went, oh. (laughs) Because I'm thinking my other character is the one that I wanted to display to the audience a real sense of brutality. Mm -hmm. This is somebody different. And I had to come up with a different choice. Well, that choice ended up working and not just working, but working fantastically. People who know me came up to me to talk about that character. And I'm like... That's weird because I really didn't <laughs> that have an yeah. easy go to on that. Mm-hmm. But thanks to the director giving me that go this direct, go someplace else than where you're going, and me not stopping the process for us to discuss it. Yeah, it was great. Mm-hmm. And you're right. If you, as a director, if I give somebody, if I reduced it to that, and then you're a smart actor, you're like, well, I kind of like this one color I had that was not yeah. black and white, but I'm going to take your note. And see if I can root that in your your push, in the direction you're pushing me towards. And then when you come back with, again, something I, the director, didn't tell you to do. Yeah. And it's, and it's but good. But it's rooted now. Yeah. I'm like, that root
1: is gorgeous. I'm so happy I hired you. <laughs> <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's like, as a director... Um, you, you kind of have to be able to kind of direct everybody, yeah. You know, because you're going to get a lot, a, wi- a wide <clears throat> range of people. So yep. I mean, you have to kind of understand where people are coming from. You may have a new actor or something like. Right. For me, it's like I, as an actor, I am not afraid to act a, ask a director a question. Yeah. Like if you know, if I'm going out there and I'm doing my thing, and you know, it's it's, and they don't like it, and they tell me about it, or if I'm self conscious about it, right. I will ask them, "How does this look?" Or if if they don't yeah. come to me, right. I mean, so, so we, that's, the, that's the point of the director. Like, I've had directors who I've worked with, and I've thought, oh, yeah, this is really, really great. And they're like, that is not what I want. That you know? <laughs> yeah. That is not what I want. And it's like, okay, well, can you tell me more about what you do want? Right, sure. And then it's like – you, you so, that, so if you have a good director, if somebody you can work with, like, mm-hmm. who understands that – because some directors will just throw things at you and just, like, oh, you can't do that? Okay, and then not worry about it. But right. for me as an actor, it's like – I'm stressing out about this. You know, right. I want this to be really yeah. good. So it's like uh, when a director can understand that, like, let's take it back to square one. You right. know, but again, you do have to like weigh how much am I going to spend time with this right. as opposed to that. But but that's where it comes down to. I think the actor's job. Yes. Like the actor has yes. the director has to worry about all this stuff. You as an actor, you're worrying about your your own self. Mm. So right. if you need to just ask a real quick question, yeah, you know, send an email or something, you know, do that. But yeah. that's your job as the actor. I
0: no. I never forget when I did a Civil War Christmas this past um um holiday season. Mm-hmm. Um I was stressed out just like what you were saying Jason because I wasn't hearing anything from the director. Right. And I was uh you know doing this thing and I had to you know play this uh brutal Civil War guy um Union soldier who was killing basically Confederates mm-hmm. uh take no prisoners. And I'm like, "Wow, okay, I'm doing all this and she's giving direction to other folks and I don't know if I'm right or wrong or whatever." But I guess Norman, I guess the question for you is, as an actor, if I'm not hearing from the director, maybe that's a good thing. It's almost like, you know, a cop. If a cop doesn't stop, you didn't commit a crime. Well,
2: yeah. I, I agree with Jacob. Yeah. If you feel like I came out with this thing, you know, like I made the choice and I came out with it, but it doesn't seem to be landing in the way that I thought it should be landing. Right. Yeah. Then you got to open your mouth. Right. Yeah. Because you got to know where to go with it. If you made the choice that made sense to you, mm-hmm. and all you can figure out is it doesn't feel as solid as I thought it yeah. was. And maybe you, you feel that
0: up. way because you're not getting something from the other actor that you're working with.
1: Yeah. I mean, I, I've been in those cases where it's just like um, I didn't feel comfortable in something. Mm-hmm. And, you know, but this is the thing the director wants. And it's like – but, I, right. you know, I have to – as my my inst- you have to kind of fall back to your instincts too. Yeah. Right. As an actor, you know, if you don't fall back to your instincts, like because again, the director might not. You can go to the director and they may not tell you anything that makes sense. Right. Right. So you kind of just have to, mm-hmm. you know, follow your instinct. Like I I will go to the director if I need something, but mm-hmm. it like or if we're in the process and I can just ask a real quick question. But I think, you know, it it comes down to like. What can, What do you need to ask about, and what is it part of your instinct like if it's mm-hmm. if if the director's not telling me that they, that they don 't like it and i 'm not comfortable i 'm the kind of actor who I will go through it and through it and through it and through it and through it mm-hmm. a million ways right. until I come to what I think could possibly be it. Right. Until and so that way, I don't have to like go out of the way and ask them the thing because you know when they hire me as an actor, I want them to think that they're actually mm. like getting their money's worth. Mm-hmm, right. That they that that I'm going to do whatever I need to do to get mm. my point across. If yeah. There
2: were only more actors <laughs> that would go there. Exactly. Right? <laughs>
0: Here's a question, Jacob, because um, I know that you're more a singer, but when you go into auditions, you have a monologue, right? Do you have I actually don't. Oh, interesting. <laughs> so basically, just songs. Like you have prepared songs. Yeah, I okay. mean, for,
1: I mean, I'm the, Luckily, I have, and I have to say, luckily, because I've been so lucky mm-hmm. that I really, since I've been here, mm-hmm. I haven't had to audition much. Well, I get asked in a lot to like. Yeah. if I, I don't even audition That's for things, sweet, and I really get a callback yeah. for something. Yeah. Um, and so like, all they want me to come in is like, like word of mouth. Oh, he's good. You know, right. come in and then they say, Hey, can you come in and sing me a song? Like when I was working at Spreckles, mm-hmm. which I did a ton of theater with oh, nice. up in the North Bay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I came in, um, they wanted me for the light in the piazza. At first he emailed me and was like, Hey, I got your name from this person. Mm-hmm. They said that you were good. Um, we'd like to, uh, can, can you send me a sound bite? Of, right. you, of you singing something, so I sent him a standby. I was like, I didn't have anything prepared, so I was like, I'm just going to go and I'm just going to sing through something acapella. And so I sent it to him real quick, and I didn't. And then he's, I didn't hear back from him. Right. And then like two months later, I think it was, um, I heard back from him, and he's like, Hey, can you come in and sing a song for us? Mm-hmm. And I was like, Uh, okay. Um, I came in and sang a song, and he gave me the part on the spot. Wow. So it's there you like. Go. And I didn't have to read anything. i would never—the right. only thing I've ever had to read a monologue for was when I was auditioning for a school in uh, Southern California. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, but uh-huh. That's the only time I've had to do a monologue, mm-hmm. and, I, and I feel mm-hmm. so lucky. You know, mm-hmm. there are very few actors who you know right. a director that have the privilege to be able to just be asked in, like, "Can you come out and do this? Mm-hmm. Can you come out for this callback? Can you, yeah. can you, can you fill into this role?" Like, when I, I when honestly
2: think that's a more effective way. Yeah, sometimes, yeah. We were talking last night about um, auditions and what we're going to do, and I think what we're really going to do is have a conversation about a short list Mm -hmm. of folks that we think we're interested in and go from there, Yeah, because I, one, I hate wasting people's time Mm -hmm. with auditions, and two, uh, so I would rather do is come up with a short list. If we can't reasonably come up with some options... All of our, if we can't cover all our bases mm-hmm. through that conversation, mm-hmm. then to go ahead and announce an audition mm. and invite those people to the callbacks.
1: Yeah. I mean, yeah. that's what, uh, so I was telling you when I when I came about um, The Hunchback yeah. with um, Bay Area musicals in San Francisco. Um, so when I was slated to do um, Oklahoma, mm-hmm. you know, they had posted it on and the, the, dire- the then director said that they were looking for somebody to play Curly, And I was like, hey, I fit completely into yeah. that. Mm-hmm. So I, I emailed him, sent him a sound, you know, a little bite of music. Mm-hmm. And um, then I heard back from the new director who asked me to just come in and sing a song. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was just like one of those things where I didn't have to come in with anything. Mm-hmm. And when you have that opportunity, you don't waste people's time. And that's what I appreciate. Yeah. Like when right. when I get called in for something, that means you know I didn't have to go through the motions of auditioning, and you know it kind of saves people's feelings sometimes mm-hmm. too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When you when you bring people in for you know when you have to cut people out, but when you have so when I got the I didn't even audition for for Hunchback. Sure. I didn't you know I told a friend about it um, that I was interested in it, but he didn't say anything to the director who he knows, mm-hmm. and then I just got. An email saying oh, we'd like to come. We'd like for you to come in for the callback. Yeah, and it was like you know okay, if, and, mm-hmm. and it wasn't just me. Like it was a ton, it was a ton of people who were in a callback list who never even auditioned. Mm-hmm. Right. But the director had an idea. Okay, these are what I have. Right. And then after I believe afterwards, some of the parts he he wasn't able because I mean it was a really short notice for mm-hmm. this. Sure. So I'm sure he put together that callback list, looked at what he had, and then maybe brought other people in that he needed to fill other parts, yeah. Yeah. which sometimes it's just a more effective use of your time. Yeah. I
2: think so. You know? Yeah,
0: as, yeah. A, as an actor, it makes me feel good, even if I don't get it, because right. it's like, hey, someone put me on this elite list right. and wants to hear from me. Mm-hmm. So, hey, I'm going to give it give it my all. I do, get, I
1: do get butthurt sometimes, though. <laughs> like, when, when I do get called in for something, right. yeah. it's like when they have had auditions. Like, this happened mm-hmm. with, a, with a theater in um, Contra Costa County and yeah. mm-hmm. I was um, – I was brought in for their leading man mm-hmm. for the callback. They had already had all the auditions. Sure. You know, there were three other people who were called back for the part, mm-hmm. and then they, she said, sent me an email saying, "Oh, you know, we really want you to come in. We heard good things about you. Can you come in?" And I was like, "Yeah," because this is a part that I've always wanted to play. So I was okay. like, "I'm totally gung ho for this. Yes, mm-hmm. I will be there. Tell me when." And um, so I went to the callback. I thought I did great. Mm-hmm. And then I waited and waited and waited and waited, and then I finally heard back, and it was a no. And I was like, "Dang
0: it! Uh, what the hell?" Yeah, you right. know.
1: So I mean, there is that. There I, is. I, that, I went through
0: that this year, Dr- and it happens girls.
1: because no. you think when they sometimes you think when they call you in for the callback, mm-hmm. they're like, "Okay, this is they just this is just formality, you know? Yeah. They they want me for the part." <laughs> Right. But you know they just have yeah. to go through the motions for that, <laughs> right. and so yeah. you know, and that's like, one of the things I was kind of thinking, you know, especially you know, because when I went in for the singing audition, you know, i sang this song that mm-hmm. they asked us to sing a million times, and from mm-hmm. my perspective, it was like impeccable, mm-hmm. um, uh. mm-hmm. um, and but then I didn't get it, and I was like, gosh, dang it. Yeah, what you know? What else do I have to do? You called. You <laughs> called me in, right? You know.
0: But I get a sense that you handle these things well. I mean, you just push on. I mean, h- I how mean, do you I mean, I do.
1: Them? I mean, this was one of the cases where I was just like, you know, because the Oklahoma experience wasn't exactly good experience mm. Mm. which and so this was happening around the same time that the show was closing mm-hmm. and so i was just like you know what i'm just gonna quit theater for a while uh, no. and that's that's kind of what i what i what i did like i mean i'm looking at hunchback now because i was asked to come in and that's yeah. right. a part that i've always wanted to play mm-hmm. but you know recently i've been focusing more on like singing you know i'm back in school mm. and you mm-hmm. know i want right. to focus more on becoming a more um uh, well-rounded singer, sure. So can be brought into like an opera or something, yeah. More Ooh. opera, yeah. Um, but you know, it is nice getting those callbacks.
0: Yeah. And, and that should lead me to the next question: the state of theater. I mean, we've asked a lot of um, folks who have, who've, who've come here. Do, is theater is the theater community serving you well as an actor? I mean, are you getting the roles that you want? Are you getting compensated the way that you want? Do you feel that uh, since you've been here, the state of theater has gotten down or up? I mean, h- how do you feel?
1: I think it depends on where you look. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, because I have, I've enjoyed since I've been here a pretty you know decent career on the stage, and I've gotten mm-hmm. some some great roles. Mm-hmm. I've got I've won some awards, and it's like sure. you know right. it's 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 nice. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. for me, I mean the compensation when it comes to theater is always like you know you can always pay me a little bit more, and I would not like right. I mm-hmm. wouldn't say no. Mm-hmm. Right. You know. Um, and sometimes, you know, you do those things where it's like, man, I put my heart and soul into this. I should be getting paid more. Yeah. Mm. But I mean, so that's always an issue, whether you're here or there, you're in New York, you're wherever, you know, you're Mm -hmm. always going to think, you know, I could be getting paid more for this. Mm -hmm. But, um, I think it really depends on where you look on how you're getting served Mm -hmm. in theater community. Like, um... I feel that my needs are getting met because people come to me. But, you know, there are other people who may not feel that way.
0: Yeah. Like you mentioned Oklahoma. I don't know if you want to get into details, but you said you had a not-so-great experience.
1: It was n- – and it was it was because there were things about it um, – like let's let's talk about, like, Alterina, sure. for example. Um, they're a small theater. They've been around for a long time. Yeah. You've done
0: work at Alterina, right, Norman? No, I haven't. Oh, okay. No, no, no. Non-Equity. Okay. It's, go ahead.
1: Um, it's um, – something that they were going through a transition (laughs) (laughs) they were going through a transition um from uh clay david is that clay david Mm -hmm. i think that's his name um and uh was you know he had just resigned Mm. and i um resigned uh and they had brought somebody else in so that was part of the new transition Mm -hmm. um she was taking over like halfway through the season so she kind of you know, didn't necessarily know what was going on. Mm-hmm. Um, so – and they had had an original director that that, that, uh, that Clay had planned to come in, and that was uh, Matthew McCoy, and he was going to come in and do it. And then there was some kind of disconnect between him and uh, the new artistic director, and, so, and something didn't happen, so he ended, he ended up not doing the show. Uh-huh. And this is – and the show's coming – it's getting pretty close to the show. Like, mm-hmm. um, So he posted something on um, – on like, a Facebook page. And I was like, Absolutely. hey, you know, want I emailed them, send a bite, and then they, the, the new director, you know, sent me a thing saying, hey, can you come in and sing? Mm-hmm. Um, and so I didn't know anything about that when I came in. I just mm-hmm. thought, oh, right. you know, I, I'd seen a few shows there that were pretty good. Like, uh-huh. I saw, like, the Piazza there and Blood Brothers there. Mm. And, you know, it's just a s- really small theater. Yeah. It, like, it's just the black box. Um, and, but, it, but it, I you know, I appreciated what they did. Mm-hmm. But after I started, you know, I didn't find out that I was actually cast in the part uh-huh. until, like, an hour before the first rehearsal. Uh-huh. So that's so that's red flag number right, one. Right. You mm-hmm. know, when I got there, you know, it was, it was nice. It was uh, – there was a small cast, you know, mm-hmm. that, but everybody was pretty good. You know, we all worked our butts off. Mm-hmm. Um, but then just, like, things just started falling apart. Um, the production manager was fired, and things were just happening, mm-hmm. like, oh. at the mm-hmm. last, yeah, the really last minute. Hard. And I'm mm-hmm. the kind of person, like, I'm starting – like, when I'm in a leading part, like – I'm focusing on myself and making sure that sure. I'm getting doing what I need to do. Right. Um, like the other thing was that, that script is really hard to learn, mm-hmm. like yeah. because it's all it's like it's telling you how to say it almost phonetically. Yeah, like like they're telling you how to say the accent. Yeah, but it's like what am I saying? Here? Yeah, <laughs> you yeah. know. And so I ha- I had to go back and kind of translate everything and then put it in. So it was re- that was already a difficult script to learn,
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, because of the lines. I mean, the music was like like that simple. But so that mm-hmm. was part of the issue, and then but once as we started getting close, you know, I was starting to feel nervous. Like we don't have, we don't have this, we don't have that. You know, the set's not done yeah, yeah, Blah 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 yeah, blah. I and hate then that like, um, so we had also uh, we lost our costumer. Oh god! Mm, like I think two weeks before we opened, and this uh, was that was something that was like we kind of saw coming because he would. Um, he would come, and he was—he was somebody who's you know an established costumer. Mm-hmm. Sure. Um, he was just going through a period in his life where mm-hmm. he, you know things were going on, and but he, the thing was, he was there at a lot of the rehearsals, uh-huh. but he wasn't necessarily doing anything. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Like we thought, like the director saw him all the time, and yeah. so she wasn't worried about him the costumes at all, right? Because she's like, oh, he's here all the time. He's like trying right. things on. He's making sure things are getting done. Oh, okay. good. And um, he wasn't. So mm. when we had, I, so we were, um, <coughs> I. Uh, we we had to sing for some little gala thing, mm-hmm. me and the the girl who played Lori. Sure. Um, and so the director was asking, because we came in our costumes. She's like, is that what you guys are wearing? And I was like, well, I mean, that's what we've been given. Oh. And so far, this is it. Right. And then we were talking about some of the things, and she was like, I thought he, was, he had a lot more done. I said, maybe you should do a costume parade. And because mm-hmm. – there were people who didn't have anything. Right. There were things that just didn't fit, wow. you know. And the, the, I guess the direction that, that the old director had wanted to go was different from where she wanted to go, which mm-hmm. is already a disconnect as it right. is because he's going on what he went with, with the old director. Right. And she's saying, no, I want this. I want something yeah. more real. Mm-hmm. And because it was like – his was more like Rhinestone Cowboy. Sure. And hers was like, okay, I want something that's just like that looks period, looks at time, looks at place. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was complete – they were in completely different ends. So right. he ended up leaving the production – two weeks in, so we got a new costumer, you know, um, I had basically supplied all of my own costumes, wow. um, mm. and I had to go ask, go, you know, get a friend, um, right. who, who has a costume shop to loan me some costumes, oh. um, and, and then the set, and just, it was just like, so it, it was like, and sh- I have to give her credit, um, to Trigg, because she was working under you know all these different circumstances, like she mm-hmm. was trying to run everything, she was new, she was trying to plan a season, she was working with a board who I kind of feel you know could be a little bit more involved. Okay, um, but that was the, you know it was it was a difficult experience because of a lot of different elements. Right. I'm
0: wondering if there were some money issues. I mean, when I hear about people dropping out, um, and also you know costume issues, I don't know. I just.
2: Sometimes it is, but it's, I think there are a lot of other elements that mm-hmm. come into play. I
1: think it was just like a kind of just almost a lack of communication we lost a production manager who was supposed to be in charge of making sure that all this stuff was getting done. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the director's doing her thing. You know, the costumer's doing his thing. The choreographer's doing her thing. So they're all doing something different. Mm-hmm. And, um, they you know, they were communicating, but I don't think they were communicating necessarily in an effective way mm. or that, um, you know, made sure that things were getting done. Yeah. And, you know, Sue was working kind of at a disadvantage because she um, – had to make sure that all these things that were already in place were in place but then when they got the new director th- all, a bunch of things changed so what right. they thought was going to happen like the, the other thing was that the set designer and the director didn't agree on certain things for the set and so the set designer was like oh my God, going on? Oh forget it forget, my. it forget it forget right. it." and so um, we were still we didn't find out until like a week before we opened, where certain things were going to be. Right. Um, So it was like, you know, so she was, but, I mean, once Sue had lost some of those people, she had to kind of scramble for certain things at the last second. Like, Mm -hmm. she had to bring her son-in-law in in to to do some work on the set. And then I also have to give credit to the director who was, like, who brought in one of her friends to be the costumer. Uh So it was like, it was all kind of just, I'm not the kind of actor who likes to be, like, last minute. Sure. Like, yeah. I like to right. know. I like to have this here. Right. I like to, you know, I, I like to know where the elements are so I can work with the elements before I go on stage. Yeah. I don't sure. like yeah. being surprised. Like, right. I can do improv, but I, I don't like being surprised. This like is not improv. Yeah, so it's, and then there were some music issues with the music Oh, record. no. Um, where he changed the music in the middle of... The run didn't tell me, and I kept thinking, "I'm doing that wrong. I'm doing that wrong." And Mm -hmm. then, and then Mm -hmm. he told me, "Oh no, I changed it." I was like, "Well, why didn't you tell me?" Yeah, so it was—it was was just a lot of different things there in Mm -hmm. that particular place. Yeah, but there was, like I said, there's a huge transition. Yeah, Mm -hmm. Um, and you know, I can't necessarily blame the director. I can't blame Sue. I can't. I can't really blame anybody. But but I can
2: see where elements fell through the cracks. Yeah, it's like
1: Mm -hmm. you know, I think that um, had she been established. More mm-hmm. And, you know, as opposed to coming in just kind of in the middle of the season. Yeah. And Oklahoma's a big show. Right. And that's yeah, a small is. theater. Yeah. yeah. So it's like she – there's a lot of elements that go into that, especially when you have a new director. Mm-hmm. And they're bringing in their own vision after you've already had a vision established.
0: Yeah. So. Um, one quick question before we uh, head off. Uh, where are we at? Yeah, we're, uh, we're past the hour. Uh, you know, there are a lot of actors who uh, want to transition and do uh, – I mean, have you thought about, like, let's say, you know, going to, I don't know um, – New York or whatever. I mean, where do you see yourself going in the future?
1: Um, well, right now I'm in school uh, for trying to get, you know, my music stuff out of the way so mm-hmm. I can go to a conservatory. Um, mm-hmm. um, and then I'm also studying um, for art to do in, to go into interior design. Mm-hmm. So it's like nice. I've, uh, I've, I, I like being in the Bay Area. Okay. I think the Bay Area is a great place for theater and the arts – It has a lot of different variety of places. You know, Mm -hmm. I have not been in lack of work Mm -hmm. since I've been here. Uh I mean, New York it would be nice, but you know, so you don't
0: see yourself like doing the Metropolitan Opera. I mean, I mean,
1: I would love. That's one reason why I'm going back into like the music element because Mm -hmm. I would love to start working with, um, like even at least in the chorus for. San Francisco, oh, San San Francisco, Francisco you know, yeah. it's like yeah. I—that's one thing. Like I, when I was talking to my voice teacher, mm-hmm. what—that was one of the things I wanted to try to accomplish was to audition for the Marola program, which a lot of times will take mm-hmm. the, the people who who perform or audition for them and who win their their program, right? And then we'll take them into the to the opera course oh, yeah. for San Francisco. So it was yeah. like that was something that I was like, okay, you know, I think I could I think I could do that. So mm-hmm. that's one that's one th- that's where I see myself going, mm-hmm. like here in the Bay Area, it's being successful. Um, making enough money that um, I can sustain myself on sure, theater. But, sure. I, mean, I, I mean, I'm mean, i realistic as an actor, right. as we all are, Most well, most right. of us, right. you know, when we we know that, okay, theater's going to be nice, and when we can do it, when we can get paid, that's good. Right. But we have to supplement our income with something else. Yeah, I mean, and that's kind of just like for, for, for people who are working in theater, you know, especially in the Bay Area, because um, you were mentioned the actor's equity. It's like yeah. I'm kind of glad that I'm not equity mm-hmm. because that, that limits – you know when I, what so I, it, I, what I can there do. There
2: are fewer places, yeah. Yeah,
1: so it's for me. It's like uh, I'm okay to be here and to work, work on like just getting my voice better, um, working with the San Francisco Opera, and then taking my opportunities. You know when they come and when it's a good opportunity, just taking it. So, mm-hmm. yeah. But I think the, the the Bay Area has served me well.
0: Mm-hmm. Excellent. Yeah. Cool. Let's do shoutouts.
2: Oh gosh, um, and I feel bad because last week I feel like I should have done uh, counting actors.
0: Uh, All on. the website that has uh, the diversity of uh, theater.
2: Yeah, you know, uh, company, uh, Counting Actors uh, for February. Uh, so there were 10 shows. it's so funny. I got an email mm-hmm. the end of January saying, hey, we're about to do this. Can you report on your show? Because mm-hmm. now I've reported on a few shows. And the thing is, it's not just actors in the show. It's not just on producers. If you're an audience member or just an interested person who wants to say, wow, somebody's doing something that I think is worth – Noting mm-hmm. you can report, so it's a commu- it's a counting actors project, and it's um, it's in the uh, what is it called? WordPress mm-hmm. is the, uh, the oh, website yeah, where you yeah, can. Find it. Um, Tom, so there yeah. were 10 shows, uh, 15 playwrights, six men, six women, nine men, 15 directors, nine women, six men. So flip on that mm-hmm. union actors, there were 26, 11 women, 15 men, which is pretty typical, and non union actors, 66. There were 36 women, 30 men. T- mm-hmm. So balance, uh, the shows were both the streetcar, streetcar Ubuntu in Oakland and streetcar named Desire, African-American Shakespeare Company. Widow's houses at the Aurora Theater. Ragtime at Berkeley Playhouse. Mm-hmm. Um, Reel to Reel at the Magic, Lucia Berlin Stories, which I was in. Uh, two female directors, they wanted to make a note about that. Mm-hmm. Um, Office Hour at Berkeley Rep, Bamboozled at Central Works. That's K- right. Between us at Theater First, which has a group of writers and actors and directors, mm-hmm. and then something called the Non-Player Character, which I didn't even hear of at the SF Playhouse. So those were the shout-outs for what's happening with the accounting actors. Mm-hmm. It's a great program that just keeps the stats on gender, because mm-hmm. if we're going to be honest about what's going on, then we got to acknowledge that. Mm. Yep. Uh, birthdays. Where's my birthday? In this? Got a lot of
0: past birthdays. Um, Don Hardwick. Uh, he is a veteran at the um, the DMT the Douglas Morrison mm-hmm. Theater. Actor with him in One Ten in the Shade. Uh, also, he was he was in Candide. He, he was, was he was. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I forgot about that. never met him. <laughs> uh, I haven't seen since. <laughs> his birthday is on was on the ninth. Marty Pistone, He is a, a fight coordinator. He works a lot with Off Broadway West. His birthday is on the tenth. Was on the tenth. Bernt, Bert. Van Alsberg. Oh, yeah, Burt. Um, and also Ellen Marsh, who is actually in New York. She had her beginnings in San Francisco. Um, she, uh, I think she was part of the Tony-winning uh, show Kinky Boots. Oh, um, yeah. That was uh, their birthdays in March the 12th. Mm-hmm. Mike Berg, uh, he used to be the um, artistic director at Phoenix. This mm-hmm. is the Phoenix, which was at Geary at one time. And uh, I'm not sure if he's involved in theater anymore, but he had his beginnings here. He directed um, Othello um, way back when. Uh, his birthday was March the 13th. And March the 17th, of course, Jacob Bronson. Happy birthday. <laughs> Happy birthday. Thank you. Again,
2: 21. Um, Coming up in the next week, uh, Perry Aliado is a, a Filipino actor. Uh, Richard Ryan is a Bay Area institution. He's been around forever, done all kinds of stuff. He loves musicals, among other things. Erin Merritt uh, used to run uh, Women's Will, the uh, all-female Shakespeare company. Oh, my gosh. Who is she working with now? I forget. She's, um, But she's actually got a job with a theater company, a day job with a theater company. Cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mike Clifford <laughs> is a local director. Um, Tony Haney is not a local director, but he was big in the Bay Area, and now he's down in L.A. He still directs. He used to uh, dance. I don't know that he does that anymore. And Michael Carbori, who is the father of – there's a newer company, Utopia Theater.
0: Okay. And he
2: is a producer with them. Uh, Susanna Martin, director. Leah Herman, who is opening a space in Berkeley, uh, the Fourth Street Theater or Playhouse, I think it's called. And Zoe Galvez, who is uh, – I know she teaches. She does a lot of commercial and film work, and she teaches improv. So – Cool. Happy birthday to you
0: all! All right, and uh, last quick shout outs as far as shows. Um, so tonight, I think it's their last night. Playland Productions is doing the Grateful Deadly.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, Dan Wilson uh, wrote uh, one piece, and also John Gintez wrote one piece. Mm-hmm. That's at the Exit Theater. Um, p- seven plays by six playwrights. Uh, they've been running from March the eighth through the tenth, and March the fifteenth through the seventeenth. So today is the last uh, day to uh, to see that. And also tomorrow will be the last day for Streetcar, the African-American Shake Streetcar, where our good friend Kari Moy is uh, Um, acting in.
2: Yeah, we'll have to talk to him. Yeah, (laughs) again. (laughs) Is that it? I think that's it. I think is. that's it. Did
0: you have a good time, Jacob? I did.
1: Thank you for having me. I appreciate this very much. You know, yeah. I'm, I'm just able to <laughs> get to know you a little bit. I, I hate, you can tell I hate talking about myself, right? <laughs>
0: <laughs> hey, this is what it's all about. You know, right. actors need to pimp, e- pimp each other and, you know, yeah. tell, tell people about your work.
1: Yeah, well, thank you so much. I appreciate it.
2: Do you have any projects coming up?
1: Um, well,
2: for me, fingers crossed uh, fingers cr- I'm waiting okay. to hear
1: back about um, to Hunchback back of mm-hmm. four, um Barry musicals, which is uh, also actually they're closing um, the Wedding Singer tonight. Oh, okay, um, at I didn't the know Victoria Theater. Right. Ah, uh, oh,
0: um, I think A Ray of Light is. Are A Ray of Light still there?
1: Yeah, I believe they still perform that. Okay, yeah. cool. Yeah, um, and so I'm just waiting to hear back about that. Okay, you know. well, if you're it's cast,
0: i will buy my ticket because oh, okay. I want to see you there.
1: <laughs> well, I hope the director is listening to this podcast exactly. and hears that. <laughs>
0: okay here's my blurb. you can find the yay on the apple podcast app on all iphones and ipads you can also find the yay on itunes on your desktop or laptop just click on itunes click on store don't worry you're not going to buy anything use the search engine on the upper right hand side and search for the yay you can find us for android users download the soundcloud app or just go on soundcloud.com and search for the yay the yay was created by theater people for theater people if you have a show you want to advertise or you just want to advertise yourself let us know Hit us up on Facebook, and we'll take it from there. And, and we got to find a find better sign-off. And we are out.